Hey, Lady J, how you doing? This is Spidey Heck over at the Spidey Heck voiceover radio show or podcast or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I'm stopping by because I, I wanted to run by all of my favorites that I've had that I, um, when I first started, I, you know, never got a chance to listen to. And now I'm starting to listen to them now. And uh, you're one of them. So I just thought I'd stop by and show you some love. Say, if you want to come by my page and listen to my podcast, feel free. I got a bunch of episodes now since last time we ever uh, probably maybe favored each other. So, um, hope you'll stop by and take a listen. I'm listening to your stuff now. So, <clears throat> you have a good evening. And again, this is Spidey Heck from the Spidey Heck voiceover show. All right? God bless you. Bye-bye. Hey, what's going on, Action One Radio listeners? This is your leading lady, Lady J, checking in with you one time for the one time. I took a little time off. Everybody was doing spring break, so I decided to do a little spring break as well. Um, I hope you enjoy the interview with Lawrence Young, a.k.a. L. Young, and I really hope that you enjoy his music. If you're in attached here on Anchor, you'll be able to listen to it, no problems, um, through the app. Um, if not, you can follow him on every site that you can actually download and purchase music itunes spotify pandora iheart wherever you are you can purchase it there um, so enjoy the interview with l young there's two parts so uh, sit back relax and enjoy it's always one action one radio one voice just might save one world peace Hello. Hi, Lawrence. Right, there Thank you so we much. go. <laughs> there we go. Welcome to Action One Radio. This is your leading lady, Lady J, and we have the infamous. Actually, you're not infamous. You're famous, really. I think you're famous. Al <laughs> <laughs> Young, aka Lawrence Young. Woohoo! How hey. you doing, brother? It's been a long time to talk to you. I know it's been a minute. I'm doing good. How about yeah. yourself? Man, I'm not, I won't complain. I won't complain. Um, I'm glad I reached out to you um, because um, I see that you are dropping a new project. And I always get excited when I see new projects from you because they're so, first of all, they sound amazing. Your voice is amazing. But your you. composure, the way you compose, you're welcome. The, the way that you compose your arrangements are so entertaining, fun to watch, and they're awesome to dance to as well. Um, tell everybody, first of all, again, who you are, because I know who you are, but tell everybody who you are, where they can follow you on social media, and the new project, please. Okay. Well, my name is L. Young, like the letter L, period, Young, Y-O-U-N-G. And uh, some of you, if you don't know who I am as a recording artist, you may have seen me on Facebook or YouTube doing uh, harmony videos where there's like five or six of me in a box singing all the parts and notes to... Um, to uh, different cover songs. I've covered Michael Jackson and Stevie Wonder and Prince, Earth, Wind & Fire and, and went viral a few times uh, doing, um, doing those things. Um, and you can always follow me and my music at lyoungmusic.com It's right, so where the digital music is sold and, and um, uh, everywhere around the world, iTunes, uh, Google Play. You can find my music, just search my name. And uh, I just dropped a new album last Friday, March 9th. Uh, the title of that album is called Wrinkles in Time. 
and uh, uh, that's available now as well. And I'm very excited about this project. Man, so you're still in the California, LA area, right? Yes. Correct. Yes. All right. All right. Cool. Um, you know, you and I were talking briefly, you know, before uh, connecting today. Um, about some of the challenges of being an independent artist, because you're still independent. You haven't been signed or picked up, even after all of those amazing arrangements. You still don't have a, a like a deal. No, I don't. And that's that's partly um, that's partly on purpose, and then um, um, also is is part of the nature of the business right now. Um, I, I love being independent because artistically and creatively. I can kind of steer where I want to go and not have to to answer to 20 different people about what they like or where they think I should go. Because, you know, you, you sometimes you can get a team that everybody sees the vision is the exact same way. And, and more times than not, it, it's not that way. Mm -hmm. It's um, it's, um, you know, you get, you're fighting a lot to, to get where you want to go artistically. So in that sense, you know, it's by design, but the, the, but the other portion is the reason why is because, I mean, labels and stuff like that, they, they don't really care how talented you are at this point in the game. They, they, they want to know how many followers you got. And then even on top of that, how much can you sell? So if you sell a, you know, you sell a bunch of records by yourself and you're making money on your own, they're going to come knocking. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, well, we want to get in on this. We want to be in the L. Young business. But if you're not moving I, a lot of units, then they, you know, they just look at you as being popular and they think that's going to die down at some point, you know, and they just. Wow. Yeah. But they don't really care about that's, how well you can sing. They don't, they don't care about that. <laughs> that's a shame because it's like, you know, have you ever thought about Shark tanking that voice, brother? <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> your voice is amazing to me like the, the and i've seen other copycats do something similar i've seen others do you know similar things and i'm like yeah but this was the first one i saw like this <laughs> uh, thank you <laughs> yeah I so and, and you know and the and the brand and the type of r&b that um i think you're trying to resurrect is so much needed nowadays um and that's, I, I guess it's just, it hurts because I, I don't see you as an artist that, that is like a fad. You have what I call and what the industry probably calls staying power. Um, how do you exude that? And, and do, you, do you want a deal? Um, you know, everyone would love uh, an opportunity to, to get that push behind and to make things a little bit easier on the business side, you know. And, and to have someone, you know, they're advocating and putting their stamp of approval on it, especially established names like a Universal or Warner Brothers or something. You know, everybody desires that. But there's a lot of other stuff that comes along with that that I've seen before because I've, I've been in this industry for a minute and I've had a major record deal before. And I know the, the other side of that stuff and what you kind of got to deal with. And I'm kind of cool on not having to deal with that. But if I if there was a way that I could be in partnership with a label and not necessarily signed to a label, but if I could be mm -hmm. in partnership and we could work together, I would love that. You know, everybody needs a little bit of that machine behind them to get that that extra push to get out there. And, right. you know, so, yeah, I, I would welcome that. But it would have to be on terms that that, you know, 
puts me on equal footing and and, and gets me um, paid, so to speak, for the work that I've already put in and and um, you know amassing a huge following and and doing the work that I you know recording the albums myself and all of that stuff. Yeah, um, let's kind of shift a little bit. So, if you stay independent, would you would you build a team? Yes, yes. And, you know, you always try to. You always try to build a team of people, get you a good publicist, a, a good um, uh, a management team, a, a good assistant, uh, a good graphic artist. You know, every every little area that you got to gotta do. And then some of those areas you have to do yourself, you know, some like with graphic yeah. arts, maybe you can't have someone on call, but you got a few apps that you can download and can help you do some stuff really quickly and it looks professional, you know, but all that costs right. money and, that, and that's the thing. So it's all about doing what you could do as an artist to generate some money coming in as an indie artist. Therefore, you can put it back into yourself and build a team that could even take it to the next level. So that's why, you know, I'm very appreciative of shows like yours that have me on and let me let me pump up this record so people can go out and get it. So I can take that 99 cents and I can go get me, you know, uh, a wardrobe assistant or something for the next video. You know what I'm saying? So. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, let me. OK, so and I appreciate that. You know, I've always found, you know, I've always been for um, artists who have taken command of their talent and really have tried really hard to kind of push through you know, what I call right. the, you know, the, the business, you know, you're really pushing through that. And sometimes that can impede your creativity. Has that happened with you? Yes. Yes, it does. Because it, it gets, you know, discouraging sometimes, you know, um, uh, hurdles and so many obstacles when you don't have, you know, like, like, let's take my single love is a verb. I've I got to t number 20 on the urban AC charts with that song. Okay. Just, you know, just me and my my former management um, pushing that record. Um, we we had to you know pay for some radio campaigns, and but the PDs at the radio yeah. stations really loved the record, so they played it. Station here in Los yeah. Angeles just played it off of love, and it, and it and it did it made some noise. That that record could have went to number one if I had that extra little dollar, you know, a little bit of dollars to put behind it. And because we yeah. didn't, it, the record just had to kind of fizzle out and die where it was. And that, that becomes heartbreaking sometimes. It's like, oh, man, we were almost there. If we just had a little yeah. bit more, you know? And, yeah. and and sometimes it makes you not even want to, you know, do another do another song. But but person like me, it just music is just in me. I just got to get back up and I got to let the inspiration flow again and, and, and let it out and put it out. Um. Talk about depression. Does it? How, do you think you've been depressed? Uh, yeah. Uh, I honestly, yes. I mean, as an artist, and most mm -hmm. artists that are honest will tell you that we we are we live off of highs and lows. You know, okay. there there are times where it's very high and the creativity is high. There are times when you know you get discouraged and you're just really low, and that you don't you don't quote unquote hear from God, you feel like, and you don't feel anything is coming through you. You're not inspired to write anything or, or say anything. And when you're in those kind of moments, it becomes really, really low because not only are you going through the stuff that everybody goes through daily, but you feel like you can't express it because you don't, you don't have a song to sing right now, or you don't have a, um, a, a script to write or a poem to put, put down on, you know, it just becomes really 
frustrating. But there's but it always comes around. It always turns around. And sometimes you just gotta hunker down. You just gotta wait it out. You gotta put yourself around positive people. You gotta go out, hear music. You gotta listen to music you you don't normally listen to. Get exposed to things and 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 it kind of jolts you out of that. And then you get back uh, on kilter and, and uh, back on a track to to um, that high place. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Hey, yes, we are back with Lawrence Lawrence Young on part two. It happens, you know, you get to moving around because you're real busy, but you were, you were touching on um, depression and how it can, how it was affecting you. So I'm just saying that, you know, being an artist, we go through highs and lows and and there are times, you know, when you get really low and you're not inspired and that can be the worst because you don't you don't have that outlet you usually have. You're not writing anything. Nothing is coming through you and you got what we call writer's block and that type of thing going on. And and it can, you know, it it gets like that sometimes when you just got to surround yourself with with positive things, with people, listen to music you don't normally listen to, go out, hang out with some people who, you know, are at a high place right now. And it kind of gets you back on track and gets you back to a place where um, you're centered. Okay. No, that's understandable. Understandable. One moment here. Okay. Wind kind of slamming the door there. But um, as far as you think your talent is concerned, do you think that it's going to be a problem ever communicating or like communicating that expression and that love through your music no no i don't i don't think so um okay and and because you know uh love is what i'm really all about at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and love is so universal it's like every you know every human being uh, every living being wants to feel and express and experience love as long as i keep that at the center of of my writing, my music, and what I'm trying to convey, I will always have something mm-hmm. to say and will always resonate with somebody. Okay. So w- when you talked about hanging out with other people that would motivate you whenever you're trying to pick yourself up and get yourself listed. Uh-huh. Okay. So like when you're looking for those like influences to like uplift you, what do you turn to? Like what's your go-to? Um, I I really don't have a a specific go to because sometimes it, it's just different need for a different moment, but um, most of the time it's my kids. Okay, um, just hearing them laugh and and laugh at silly stuff or hanging out with them, uh-huh. you know, can just turn right. my whole mood around, you know. Right, and, and then you know, then like like sometimes I like to just ride in the car and I turn on. Uh, you know, I haven't listened to classical music in a while, so I just listen to some classical music. I listen to some country music and right. something I haven't listened to, and then a song will come on and be like, "Oh wow, that's great!" Oh, I haven't thought about that. Then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I've got inspiration right. again. You know, that's good. So when you when you write, like, what? Tell us your process, because you write some very, very, very amazing songs. Seriously. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's different uh, sometimes. It, it's different. Sometimes, I got to be honest, I don't write them at all. 
you know, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, you know, um, there's some people that don't believe in higher power, but I do. And okay. sometimes I feel like there's a message that he wants to get out and he'll use me for it because I will literally not write the song down. It would just come out and flow naturally and come out. And then I will, I will swear I've heard it before. I'll be like, man, I'm stealing this from somebody. This must be somebody's song. And I'll be for weeks. I'll be online searching. I'll be doing all kind of lyric searches. I'll be humming melodies to, to Siri, talking about Siri, who sings this? And, and trying to figure out if where I got this song from. And then it'll hit me, like one day it'll hit me that, oh, I got this song four years ago when I was in the shower and I was singing it and I never finished it because something else came up or, or I didn't feel, feel like it wasn't time for me to complete it at that, at that particular time. And it just came out again years later and I just, you know, write it down. I will not even write it down. I'll just go and record it. And sometimes I start with the lyric and melody and sometimes I'll, I'll just sit down at the piano. I'll just be playing something and then I write mm-hmm. the song that way. And then there are other times I just create a whole track orchestration from the, you know, what, you know, from the beat all the way to everything else. And then I'll write over it. You know, it just just depends. Still no collabos. Yeah. Like no yeah. collaboration. Like I, I still see you just do you do your thing. I I applaud that. Is there a particular reason or you just haven't found someone that you really wanted to collaborate with? Well, um, I, there is a reason, but I, but I do collaborate on this last album. I have two songs that I, that I co- okay. co-wrote with two people. Uh, okay. one is a duet, um, I did with an artist. Her name is Crystal Star. We have a, a song on the album called All Right. We wrote that together. Then there's another song called Rest of My Life. I co-wrote with, um, my, uh, my homie, uh, Dion. And we have a bunch of stuff that we've co-written together that we have on TV shows and, and movies and stuff okay. that people don't really know about. But back to your original thing, the reason why there aren't many co-writes and collaborations and stuff is because um, I got tired of waiting on people to make it or to do to do what I had to do back when I mm-hmm. started doing this when I was a, a kid. When, you know, uh, and all my other friends were not interested in learning how to work a four track or, or to work this right. keyboard or do that and 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 I knew I could sing and I knew I could write and I didn't want to have to wait for producers to make my stuff for me. And so I'm like, okay, well, I can play the piano. So I must, all I got to do is learn how to work the the computer and work the electronics of putting this stuff together. And I should be able to make my right. own music and I don't have to wait for anybody. And so out of that habit is where that came, you know, because when I get a song right now, I want to, I want to. I want to put it out right now. I want to dress it. I want to produce it. I want to make it presentable right now. I don't want to let it sit and wait and wait on somebody. Man, you got a beat for me? No, that's just not my my nature. But I am not close to collaborating with people at all. I actually have fun doing it. It's just it's very rare because I'm always moving so fast. Okay, and the question I like to ask all the independent artists to charge or not to charge for features. Um, I don't really, um, okay. I, I think, I think it really depends on who, who's asked you to collaborate with them, but okay. and then again, and then again, you gotta, as an independent artist, you just can't be collaborating with anybody. You're still trying to build your brand. You just can just, so you can get a quick, you know, um, $1,500 or 500 bucks or whatever you're going to charge and you're going to be on some whack <laughs> project. <laughs> 
And this person, and this person <laughs> might have the money to put behind it and put that stuff out. And so the world's first massive introduction to your brand is on this whack singing the hook on this whack artist rap song. Mm-hmm. You know that you can get in trouble like that. Now you've not now you've destroyed you know your your shot at um at winning an audience because you you're on a really bad song or, or an artist who doesn't represent what you know you represent. They could be putting out something that you know that's against women or or about violence against women or something, and it becomes this oh, big controversy. Lords, lords. We boys, come on! <laughs> <I need you. laughs> you know, so. But but in, in general, I don't charge. I try to be like, you know, uh, I, I'll do the feature. I, can I put this on one of my records? Can I put it out too? Or can you do one on mine? Kind of trade, you know, we're all independent. We're trying to come up together. If you got, if you're a quality artist, you got quality product and you, you stand for, um, for love and what I'm, what I'm talking about, let's just, let's do this work together and let's try to come up together. That's the way I feel about it. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I, I was joking with you a minute ago, but I see that happen a lot. With mm-hmm. people, you know, they they want a particular sound, but and that goes in tune with branding. So you want to protect your brand, right? right. Lawrence Young is a, is a brand. L Young is a brand, and you right. want that brand associated with certain things. So I have mad respect for artists that do that because not everybody does that. Oh no, They'll, they don't. <laughs> they just jump on the track and they'd be like, "So this is you." And <laughs> you're embarrassed to, to even put your name on it, but you did it. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, how important is it to protect your brand? And I mean, really kind of explain what that, you know, how, how, because you, you take that to a whole new level. Because most people would consider that being, oh, well, he think he's too good to put it on the track. But you're really protecting your brand. Just explain a little bit more, please. Right. The brand right now in this industry is all a, a music artist has because nobody is buying music like that anymore. I mean, your your biggest artists on the biggest labels aren't even going platinum anymore. So it, so it's a, it's a streaming era. You know, people are getting music for free. So how are you going to make money? You're going to make money off of your brand. So if someone if you're likable, people like you, they listen to you, they like what you're about, then they will buy products from you. So then companies will come to you and ask you to endorse their product. Will you wear my jeans? Will you wear my headphones? Will you use this and you do a commercial for me? Will you do a jingle for me? That's how we're going to make money. So you got to always protect how you're being represented and presented so Mm -hmm. that your stock keeps rising you know, your brand keeps rising. So people will want to be attached to you. But if you got controversy, you got um, um, bad stuff going against, you know, uh, uh, around you, then people are not going to want to be attached to you. So they, so therefore they're not going to spend money with you and you'll just be, you know, artists out here making music that, that nobody is going to care about and nobody's going to hear because it's all about the branding first. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned that and you brought that up because I think it's so important that a lot of people do fall off because, you know, they did do that one hook or their name mm-hmm. appeared as a co-writer on that one song and that song was just garbage and, right. you know, it presented garbage and you regret it later. It's like the morning after effect um, and not enough artists, I think, do that nowadays. They don't. I know there's this big, huge campaign against mumble rap, but outside of that, there's just whackness. There's, there's right. just plain whackness. And I think we have a hard time 
pointing it out. And when you do try to put it in the, the most nicest way, it's still considered as hate when really yeah. it's, not even a, it's criticism. It's not even criticism. It might even just be a well-gendered critique. Um, how do you take critiques on your music? Um, I, I, I take them... Um... I, I take them with, a, I guess, what you would say, a grain of salt. I don't, I don't know how to really, really describe it. Um, I, they, they used to bother me. Now, not critiques. Now, not critiques. Now, I, I understand that art is subjective. What's okay. good? What the, whatever? What someone else thinks is dope, not someone else might not think is dope. You know what I'm saying? What What's healing for someone else just might be eh for somebody else. I understand that. I get all of that. What used to bother me is the person that would go out of their way to say something mean or mm. say something uh, not really uh, critique, but something criticizing uh, for no reason. Something even got to do with the music. Like there was this guy who with broken English on one of my YouTube pages one time that said, um, said, I hate I hate your face. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I can't stand you. Uh, never sing again or something like that. Well, you you know, should have listened to it instead of watched it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can fix that. But, but, but I'm like, but I'm like, he took the energy to log on and say that to me. I'm like, why? And and I had to laugh at the end of the day. I'm like, okay, this really means nothing, you know. And I've got a hundred comments under that that are like, oh my gosh, it's the best thing ever. You're so magnificent, blah blah blah. And artists tend to let that one negative or that one thing that the hater, quote unquote, says bother them and dictate their day and how they approach their next project. Uh-uh, you can't do that. Look at the 10,000 comments that are positive and, and what they had to say. Don't let that one negative outweigh them. And part of that is human nature because, I mean, when we're, you know, our, our earliest memories as children sometimes are often traumatic and something bad that happened. You know, we have a way of holding on to the bad, but I had to look at it the other way around. I had to be like, man, a lot of these people ain't got nothing going on in their life and they just want you to engage them. They know if they say something so incendiary or so out the box that you just got to get on and log on because they see you responding to other people saying, oh, thank you so much. Oh, I really appreciate that. They see you responding to those people. So if they can say something else to get you to respond and engage you in some kind of back and forth or whatever like that, that's going to make their whole entire life for the year. They're going to be good that they got under your skin like that. So I've learned to just ignore it. I've learned to um, take the good with the bad. And I've learned to accept whatever music I put out right now. If, if I felt I gave my all and I was honest in doing it, then it's going to find its audience. It's, it's for who it's supposed to be for. And I have to let let it go at that point. I let it go. So do you think people do it out of, is that what they, people call like thirsty, you know, like maybe they're just thirsty for your, 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 your fan base. Cause your fans are pretty interactive with you and you're right, pretty interactive right. with your fans. Um, right. Your audience is very, you know, very engaging. Do you think people do that just so, oh, well, he's got 10 or 20,000, you know, 80,000 followers here. Let me see if I can get some of them followers to follow me in this. Right. A lot of people do that. A lot of people are, are, are just miserable and they just, you know, want some attention. 
just point bottom line that's a forum where there's a lot of people active in the in the thread there are people mm-hmm. there they get to talk to people today oh i can't stand this guy or i go or this girl you know some people that have never tried to do anything great with their lives nothing just 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 going about their life just just you know going to sleep going to work eating and that's it and they they pick somebody that's attempting to do something and they see that they have 20,000 people that love what they do they're like okay well i can get the focus off of this artist and bring it on me if i come on here and say something contrary to what everybody else is saying now all of the people in the post are directing their attention towards this person they're saying how could you say that about her she's not fat and she's got she's doing this more than you ever could do now all of a sudden the whole thread becomes about this person it's no longer about the recording artist or the dancer or whoever it is that the thread was about in the first place that's why they do it and that's why i ignore them and i don't pay any attention anymore i don't let it let it um dictate how i approach my my singing my writing or anything like that i just you know let it let it do what it does and at the end of the day um whoever loves it they got it and you know whoever didn't maybe i'll get you on the next one okay that's wise advice. So I want to shift a little bit. Um, okay. I've got to ask you a tough question. I need okay. your honest. I need your honest answer on Fergie's uh, singing of the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> why? Why are you? <laughs> it's a new jazz. It's a new action one radio. It's brand new. I got to know. Okay. Quick. Honestly. Okay. Okay. And, and, and at the end of your response, I want to know, what would you do if it was you? Okay. I just felt like um, when you're going to take a classic or standard song that, uh, and, and to a, a lot of people, a sacred song, mm-hmm. if you're going to change it and twist it and do your own thing, you have to come with it and it has to be clear and concise what you're trying to do and where you're trying to go with it, and you have to execute it. And at, and after that, whether people liked it a lot, not, you know, that's that's neither here or there. Because there were some people that didn't, believe it or not, there were some people that didn't like what Marvin Gaye did with the National Anthem when he did it back, when he did it. Even though the crowd was wooing and why and they was all into it, there were some people that were like, I can't believe he did that. But now it's gone down as one of the greatest, you know, National Anthem performances ever. Um, right. But he was very clear and concise with what he was trying to do with that, and he was being himself. That's why it resonated and it, and it stood the test of time. Whereas Fergie, I kind of think that they, whoever's idea was hers or whoever she's working with, they just they were like, let's just do something different, and and it was different. It just didn't hit the mark, and she didn't execute it uh, uh, well as a singer. She was, you know, she was not on pitch a lot of times, and it was just very very weird melodically. That's that's yeah. the most I can say without, without trying to sound like I'm clowning another artist because we all are vulnerable. We all make mistakes and we've right. all been there where we haven't had our best performances. But I just think that they, you know, if you're going to approach it like that, you got to bring it. I would definitely agree with you. Um, it's one of those things where um, I don't, I, I, my personal feel is that I don't think that she rehearsed it enough. To where she was yeah. confident in it because it didn't look like she was comfortable with it. So um, it's one of those things where you kind of have to stand on and step out in faith and mm-hmm. just you know, stick it. And I, I, I 
love the remixes that I've seen on the internet. <laughs> Just, I saw I don't one. Lie, I've shared a couple of them. I've shared a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I did. Uh, there was one, you know, one was with Dory, and when she was making the whale sounds in Finding Nemo. <laughs> the, <laughs> they hit that, oh, oh, yeah, they got her yes, right there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'll post that up on the Action One radio page on Facebook, I promise. Um, <laughs> I've got to wrap up time, Lawrence. Um, it has been a pleasure talking with you again. It's been a couple years since I've done it. And I'm yeah. glad that you have your new, your new project. I really, really am. I'm excited about it. Everybody, please go check it out. It's called Wrinkle in Time. Where can everybody get it again? I know it's iTunes and uh, where else. Yeah, iTunes, Google Play, Tidal, Amazon, Spotify. It's, it's everywhere. And also, you know, if you want to go to my website, lyoungmusic.com, it's there for download as well. And all the links to iTunes and everything is up on my website if you want to get go there and have it directly on your phone. So lyoungmusic.com, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, wherever the digital music is sold, Wrinkles in Time is the name of the new project. And the lead single is called Mrs. Super Thick. Yeah, I love that one. Real quick before we cut out of there, what inspired you to write that? Because <laughs> it's awesome. I think it's awesome. What inspired you to write that song? <laughs> um, you know, just um, just seeing seeing women under underappreciated for just being themselves, being on Facebook, and seeing you know what some you know some men think is beautiful, and 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 judging how they're reacting uh, to certain photos of certain women that I posted. And I look at their profile picture and I see their wife and I see what she looks like. I'm like, wait a minute, you like this kind of woman, or this is what you like. Why can't you promote her? Like, you know, promote, promote her for all of her natural curves and her natural self and her natural hair and all of that. Let's not, let's not get it twisted. You know, men don't want no, no bones at home. I'm sorry. We don't, we might, we might, uh, uh, because public pressure makes us think that, you know, this is what the the uh, standard of beauty is. But at the end of the day, the girl that's getting hollered at the club, the girl that, that we all trying to leave with don't look nothing like that. And I just wanted to write about that and show the sisters who may have a little extra that we appreciate you and we love you and, and you are beautiful and you are perfect ten. Every, ladies and gentlemen, Lawrence Young. Lawrence, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. I'm going to hit you up for a radio drop here in a little bit, so I appreciate okay. you doing that for me. Um, please gotcha. go check out his music everywhere. Music is sold um, at lyoungmusic.com, correct? Yes. All right, Wrinkles in Time is the new project, and please go download Super Thick. I'm going to post it on the Action One Radio page on Facebook. Um, until next time, one action, one radio, one voice just might save one world. Peace. <laughs>